Welcome to another episode of Reverend G's Words of Encouragement. I am delighted that you have decided to listen in to my sermons today. I pray that something is said that will just touch you in a special way and encourage you on this journey. As I always like to say, my sermons are short, sweet, and impactful. So please, listen to today's show. Is there something you've learned and liked? Please feel free to share it with family and friends and everywhere on your social media. Thank you and enjoy the show. Uh, this morning, I'm going to ask that if you would turn to Daniel, the sixth chapter. And once again, our subject this morning is taming the lions in our lives. If you have it, say amen. Still hear a few pages turning. I'm not going to focus on any particular verse this morning for the sake of time, but I'm going to ask that at your leisure and your first opportunity that you once again, if you haven't already read it, read the entire sixth chapter of Daniel. All right. But for the sake of time, I'm going to generalize in some of the scriptures this morning. But before I begin, I think it's important to lay the framework of this particular sermon. In other words, to put some boundaries on the message this morning. And I want to define the lion's den as a particular circumstance or situation that we find ourselves in sometimes. And those dens can be things that cause us pain, grief. It could be those events or people in our lives that try to bring us down and try to distract us from the will of God. And I'd also like to put another boundary on that, and I believe that there are two ways we find ourselves in the lion's den. One of the ways is is that somebody throws us in because of us praising and serving the Lord. And I believe that the other way that we find ourselves in the lion's den is sometimes we climb in the lion's den of our own accord by sometimes the actions, the words, and the deeds that we do. But nevertheless, we're yet in a lion's den. And so this morning, I pray that you're praying for me as I talk about taming the lions in our lives. You know, I believe that right now somebody is in a lion's den. I believe that you have probably been in a lion's den, going through the lion's den, or just leaving the lion's den. Anybody this morning ever been in the lion's den? Anybody this morning ever been in the lion's den? Uh, Maybe I'm all by myself this morning. Uh, This morning, my family is not with me, and uh, they are down in Florida. My wife and kids are down in Florida visiting uh, with relatives and checking on my mom. And you know, I could always hear my wife's voice in the congregation, occasionally saying, Amen. Uh, so if she's not here, if one of you brothers or sisters will be able to fill the gap, <laughs> I sure would appreciate it. Uh, but let us look at the, the, the context of this particular, strip, these, this particular chapter. The story begins with the king appointing leaders in his, particular, in his particular kingdom. But if you look at the end of the fifth chapter, you will see that the king was slain, King Belshazzar. And now that you see King Darius is now... A, in a change of administration. Hmm? 
and, and the king began to appoint 120 leaders to lead this kingdom. Now, over that 120, he decided to put three more, like governors, if you will, to manage these 120. And now, out of that three, Daniel was one of them. And the scripture says through here that Daniel distinguished himself so much that the king wanted to put him over the entire realm. Don't you know that anytime God starts moving your life, folks will get upset. People will get upset and try to find a way to break you down, to try to discourage you. And we see that the leaders were not happy with this particular situation. So they began to say, hey, maybe we can find something that we can bring charges against this brother. And they began to look, and the scripture says that they could find no wrong that this brother had done. He was trustworthy. He was honest, had integrity. I submit to you that it's important that no matter what we do, we do it as unto the Lord and not unto man. Because you just never know who might be watching. See, Daniel showed up to work on time. Daniel didn't take extra long lunch breaks. Daniel met all of his suspenses. Oh, somebody know what I'm talking about this morning. I don't care what capacity you find yourself serving in, do it as unto the Lord. Because you just never know who might be watching. All right. Uh, they found no corruption in him. And so they said, well, since we can't find anything wrong with his work, we're going to have to find something wrong with the way he serves the Lord. Uh, it's good for people to know in your job that you saved. Oh, let me say it again. It's good for people to know on your job that you are a servant of the Most High. Uh, this brother witness were going forth because they couldn't find anything wrong with the work. So we got to find something to trap him up in the way he serves the Lord. So they went to the king, got together and went to the king and said, King, you know what we want to do? We want you to pass a law that for the next 30 days, no one prays to man or God except to you alone. For the next 30 days. And also, king, if anyone is caught doing this, we want to throw them into the lion's den. Hmm? But one more caveat. We also want you to make this law so that it cannot be changed. Now, the king should have thought something about that. Right? They just automatically show up and say, hey, make this law. And then no one can change. But the king decided that he will go ahead and make this decree. You know, the enemy has a way of setting traps for you. Hmm? When they think they signed, sealed, and delivered, God can still yet work it out. Now, these leaders had worked this thing out already. They knew that Daniel had a prayer life. They knew that at certain times he was going to be praying. So they went to the king. And sometimes people will go to the supervisor on you. You haven't done anything wrong. You're just doing your duty and try to find a way to bring you down. Now, uh, also it says here, uh, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, Daniel knew that the law had been passed. But what did he do? He went home anyway. Like it was his custom, like it was his tradition. Went upstairs, 
opened up the windows towards Jerusalem and began to pray unto God. Sometimes you got to go home. They may not allow you to read your Bible at work, but go home. Hmm? And open those windows and lift your hands and get down on bended knees, bend the knees, and pray unto the Father. No matter what the law says, I'm going to serve God. No matter what the king has said, I'm going to serve the Lord. No matter what my neighbor says, I'm going to serve God. Because it is God that will help me in my lines being experienced. Hmm? Prayer will help us in our lines being experienced. And he prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had always done. So what the king signed a piece of paper? Hmm? The God that I serve does not answer to the king. The God that we serve does not answer to any man, but to God alone. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. You know, they had to come in a group. Had to have some witnesses along with them. So when we went to the king, we got some backup. And they found this brother praying as he always did. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his role the king. Wait a minute, king. Did you not publish a decree? Wait a minute. We just want, first of all, we just want to make sure the king knows what the law is. So we're going to go back and say, hey, king, did you not publish a decree during the next 30 days that no one is to pray except unto you? And the, and the king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the law. Yeah, I'm the king. I made the law, and that law is still in effect. Now, here's how they're setting the king up. Then they said to the king, now that the king has responded and said, yeah, the law is still in effect. Okay? This is how they responded to the king. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is the one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention. Now, listen to this. Pays no attention to you or to the decree that you put in writing. Imagine the king must have got really upset. Hmm? And that's how it is sometimes. When we're aligned in experience, the enemy will try to find a way to attack you. And you know, one thing, I, I look within this particular passage of text, and we realize that Daniel was part of the management. Okay? He was in charge of folks. But you notice here how they all got together and left Daniel out? You ever walk into a building or walk into your office and there's a meeting and you weren't invited? You know something is up. If you walk in and all the managers and all the supervisors are sitting in the conference room and you're the only one not invited, what does that tell you? Something is up. The lion's den is about to be open. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel, and he made every effort until, until the sun went down to try to save him. Now, I'm not, I'm not a brainiac or, you know, a rocket surgeon or what you call it, a brain surgeon. But the king, if he made the law, why couldn't he simply change the law? Right? And so what? The, the law said that you couldn't change it again once you put it in place. But he was the king. It could have been because of political pressure. Could have been the Democrats or the Republicans. But he did not 
change that law. But he could have. But he tried to save Daniel. You remember, if you look back up in the first four or five verses there, you will see that Daniel had favor from the king. Of course he wanted to save him because Daniel was what? Taking care of his business. So the king, then the men went as a group to the king and said to him, remember, O king, wait a minute now. The king been struggling this thing all day, trying to find a way to get Daniel out. And the group, the leaders came back one more time. Remember, O king, I, I see what you're going through, but remember the law. O king, that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no decree or edict that the king issued can be changed. King, we just want to remind you one more time. You put it in writing, and you said that it could not be changed. It's time to make a decision. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. Then the king, uh, then the king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. So the king knew that Daniel was serving God. And then to further kind of seal the deal, a stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles. You know, sometimes it seems like the deal has been sealed, and there's no hope in the end, but God has a way of working it out. Man does not have the final answer. Man does not have the final say-so in our lines then experience. You know, sometimes they could have already signed your termination letter, but God has a way of working it out. Sometimes the divorce decree might show up on your front door, but God has a way of working it out. Sometimes the foreclosure note may be posted in the front yard, and the government done signed off on it. But God has a way of working it out. And they did this so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. I asked you this question this morning. How many times in your life has man tried to do something but God changed it? Hmm? How many times have you been in the lion's den, sealed up behind the stone, but God came in and worked it out? I'll look back over 2003, where God has brought us through so many trials and tribulations, when man tried to lock us in. God has a way of working it out. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. This decision was weighing heavy on the king. You ever have a night sometimes where issues just won't let you sleep? You ever been in a lion's den where you couldn't eat? Couldn't listen to music? Kirk Franklin couldn't do it? Yolanda Adams couldn't do it? C.C. Winer couldn't change your heart? He just couldn't sleep that particular night. And at the first light of dawn, early in the morning, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lion's den? Daniel, 
servant of the living God, the God that you serve continually, has he been able to rescue you from the lion's den? Church, servants of the living God, the God that you serve continually, has he been able to rescue you from the lion's den? Serving him continually through the lion's den. And Daniel says, my God sent his angels, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, O king. God has a way of sending his angels. When you're lying there in the sick room, God can send his angels. When your uncle, your mother, your grandfather's lying there on deathbed, God has a way of sending his angels. When you're stuck in traffic and the car just broke down, God has a way of sending his angels. When that person that sat next to you that never did anything but played internet all day long got the promotion, God has a way of sending his angels. When that teenager that you just sent off to college and the grades come back and don't look the way you want them to look, God has a way of sending his angels. When you get called to the high school because Johnny and Susie didn't do something right, God has a way of sending his angels. And maybe you have a son, daughter, niece, or nephew uncle or father serving over in a hostile land, God has a way of sending his angels. Uh, The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted up from the den, no wound was found on him because he trusted in his God. At the king's command, The men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. And and before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Don't worry about your enemies. God will take care of our enemies. He will make our enemies our footstool. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. All we got to do is continue to serve God. Folks, sometimes, here we see that Daniel was in a position to get promoted. Sometimes it's not about the money. Just the mere fact that God is blessing you, that the enemy wants to try to come in and destroy what God is doing in your life. Just because when you and your husband are doing well, there are some folks who will try to break that up. Hmm? You can be in a nonprofit organization doing volunteer work, and somebody recognizes your energy, your talent, and your courage, and want to move you to another position of volunteerism, somebody will get upset. 
but serve God in season and out of season. I don't know what lines you're facing today, but I know that there's a God who's able to deliver you out of them. As I stated earlier, the lines then could be any difficult circumstance or situation that you or I find ourselves in. It could be financial issues, it could be marital issues, it could be job issues, it could be parenting issues, it could be church issues. But God has a way of working it out. No doubt, through 2003, I know I went through some lines then experience. And the fact that you're sitting here tells me you probably went through some lines then experience. And you know that line he may roar, seeking who may, who may devour. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And just as they put Daniel in the lion's den and sealed the door shut, faith, faith, as we see the ending of 2003 and the beginning of 2004, faith will take us through. You know, Pat, through the holidays, they raised the, the terror alert, all these things, people panicking, concerned, faith. Long before any terror showed up, God was always in charge. All right. We, it's important that throughout these times, we let people see our faith in God. Well, how do you do that? We do just like Daniel. I don't care what the king has said or what the law has said. I'm going to pray unto God. Prayer helps us in those lines in experience. Let man set a trap for me if they want to. Let the law be the law. Let them try and seal my destiny. Let them lock the gates. I'm still going to serve God. We must be like Daniel. I know that the king has made the decree. I've been here all these years and praying I don't intend to stop now. I'm going to my home, going to my little cul-de-sac, going to my townhouse, going to my apartment, going to my condo, my split level, and I'm going to open those windows. I'm going to walk on my deck, walk on the patio, walk in the backyard, lift my hands toward heaven and say, Lord, I thank you. Walk in my driveway, walk to the mailbox and lift my hands and say, Lord, I thank you. Going to mow my grass and say, Lord, I thank you. Going to turn the sprinklers on and say, Lord, I thank you. Going to walk into the job where I go to and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for the God that we serve shall deliver us from the lion's den. So today, if you don't remember anything I've said this morning, remember Daniel. Remember that he wasn't in the den because he'd done something wrong. He was in the den because he'd done something right. And boy, if I'm in the den because I'm doing something right, I want to stay there. Oh, y'all don't hear me this morning. I said earlier that sometimes we're in the den because we, 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 we climb in of our own accord. But I also said that we're in the den because of our lifestyle and we're living for God. All right. 
If I go to work on Tuesday and I have a lion's den experience for God, I'm going to praise him even in the midst of it. If I'm surrounded by five lions, I'm still yet going to praise him. Because it is God that contains the lions in our lives. We cannot do it of our own accord. You ever try to do something, do something, try to work it out, work it out, work it out, and it still just, what, just doesn't come the way you want to? Because why? God has to be in the midst. God will give you the peace in the midst of the storm. And sometimes, I go back to the king. Sometimes we must be concerned about others that are in the lion's den. The king wasn't in the lion's den, but he knew Daniel was in the lion's den. And when he knew Daniel was in the lion's den, guess what? He could find no sleep. He could find no rest. So if my brothers and sisters are in the lion's den, I need to find no rest until what? They get a breakthrough. Oh, y'all don't hear me this morning. I want to be able to get up early the next morning and call my brothers and sisters and say, how are you doing? Did the God that you serve continually deliver you out of your circumstance and your situation? Hmm? I know that you were out of, out of a job and you've been searching. Has God put a job in your life? I knew that you were dealing with this health issue. This morning, how do you feel? I knew that you lost a loved one. But how do you feel this morning? I'm concerned about you. The God that we serve is able to deliver us from every possible situation and circumstance. When we rely on faith and faith alone. Now, now imagine Daniel in the lion's den here in 2003. If they were going to put me in, I'd be grabbing me a couple of weapons, a couple of rifles, a couple of whips, right? But Daniel was thrown in there with nothing. You ever watch those movies where they got the, the, the chair and they're trying to keep the lion back to my symbol? You ever watch that movie called The Lion's Den? I'm sorry, The, the uh, Lion's King. The Lion's King. And they, they got this friend that's saying this at Akuna Matata. It's a problem-free philosophy. Philosophies don't work in faith. Hmm? You got to have God in your life. You can think positive all you want, but if you're not relying on God, it's your own accord that's trying to get you through. We got to walk by faith and not by sight. I close on this note. Whatever lines then you're in, no matter how long it lasts, Daniel was in there for one night, I believe. Sometimes the lines then can last a week, months, years. Could be minutes, could be hours, could be a weekend. But know that on the other side, and know that even through that trying experience, God is strengthening our faith. It may get difficult. It may get hard. But guess what? On the other side, when, we, when God sees us and says, I find no wrong in this brother or sister, 
it will lift you up out of the lion's den. And when folks see you, ain't nothing wrong with it. You know, they just went through a horrific experience, but look at them. They still got a smile on their face. Hmm? You know, that person just lost their job, but look at them. They still got a smile on their face. The spouse just walked out of 20-something years, but they still got a smile on their face. Because God can, will, and has done it. God bless you today. I want to thank you for joining in and listening to today's uh, sermon. I pray that it touched your heart and that it will encourage you uh, tomorrow, the day after, and any days in the future. So God bless, and please feel free to come back and join us again. Thank you for listening. Thank you.